Sports listeners, I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, everybody. First show in 2022. Very exciting. We've been at this for 12 years now, since 2010. Very exciting. This is a community hour, and what we do here on Team Sports Radio is we we basically support our kids. We bring in the nonprofits, the businesses that support those uh, our kids, and we just try to sh- shed and share light, you know, on the current events of what's going on here today. Um, exciting news! If you haven't, ca- if you didn't catch it last week, is we are now on FM uh, 96.9 FM along with. The 1290 AM, which is really exciting. And Dr. D left, so he's not going to share with us all the others. <laughs> Don't you love it? Look at him, right? You can't, you know, obviously this is radio, so you can't see the Zoom room. Oh, there he's back now. Nobody says that, right? So where else can you find us, Dr. D? We gotta, well, you want to know, you wanna know where else we can be found? Well, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, you are listening to Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio, as uh, Erica just said, on AM 1290 and FM 96.9. We are also online, podcasts available, uh, and uh, you can go to SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, uh, Amazon Music, as well as iHeartRadio. We hope that you will uh, take advantage and spread the word. Word, uh, tell people where they can find this program. It is a lot of fun to listen to. And I have to say, my hat is literally and figuratively off to you folks for what you accomplished last week as I was walking the four miles to my parents' house um, from the uh, end point of the metro station, Rapid Rail in Phoenix, Arizona, as I was on a little little sojourn there visiting the family for Christmas. And uh, it was was uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, to say the very least, but it was still a blast. And I have to say, uh, Dr. Amy, this is something that ties into, uh, I personally think, was the removal of my gallbladder. They say metaphysically and so forth is sort of one of the organs that's sort of the seat of or it's where anger and, and, and frustration and so forth are held. And I had that removed. And even as I'm going through this Planes, Trains, and Automobiles 2021 version, uh, I was still able to laugh. I mean, as my feet were killing me, but I was still, matter of fact, at one point in my mind, okay, you're supposed to laugh, Richard. Yeah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and then I started to really laugh and realized that this was, hey, I'm where I want to be. I'm having a good time. And, um, you know. I didn't, you wish you didn't wear those boots. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if only I had brought my horse. <laughs> anyway, that's where we can be heard. You folks better check it out. I understand very soon that we're also going to have uh, a stonemason who's going to uh, uh, transcribe this on uh, stone tablets. Is that right? Uh, did I hear that? <laughs> <laughs> Retro. Hi, everybody. We got Ed Langlow. We've got Don Sanders. We're going to have a little college recap. Balance College Plan owner Raya Carpenter and a and a and a warm welcome and she's back. We uh, haven't seen you in a long time. Mona Mott Wild, director of gift planning, Westmont College. Very excited to hear what's going on at Westmont. Of course, we have our standing Dr. Amy Salzman is in the house, and uh, Dominique just told me two minutes ago before we hit record 
that what we have a hookah today oh yep we have you a hookah today. Today. <laughs> i was i was sad saddened last week with no hookah <laughs> no i'm not, i don't go to church regularly so the hookah matters and i love it what you could you want to know what it is i go no 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 i don't want to know what it is but i wanted to focus today's show on 2022 okay We've had a hell of a year, all right? And I think it's everybody's it had an individual experience upon this 2021. We could all go down that road, but let's move forward to 2022 because I look at us as little beacons of light and we are little mentors to our kids and attitude and gratitude is going to get through this and with a, a higher, more learning, more everything. Absolutely. And deuces are wild and that means anything is possible. There you go. I love it. Yeah. So what we'll do is, hey, Mona, you want to just, we'll, we'll, before we go to break, you want to tell us a little bit about Westmont College. They've had to go into the, be the forefront, the forerunners on all this. They, you've had to do so much stuff to be able to be in compliance. Now, it, it, are your rules and regs because it's a private school the same as the university system? Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought so. We're, we're still governed by the, the County Department of Health. Got it. Um, but we are, because we're smaller, we're able to be more flexible and to pivot more quickly to respond to uh, whatever we need to, to right. be able to serve our students and have classes. We're able to um, test our students regularly um quarantine if necessary deliver food um have classes outdoors if we need to um we've done all of those things nice and and we're looking forward to the students uh well the students just came back actually um on monday yay okay yeah. and sports has there been any of the sports programs that have been seriously affected with um, players are tested regularly before each game. Um, there was a game last Thursday that was canceled because someone on the other team tested positive. Um, so games do get canceled. But uh, our women are pretty phenomenal. They uh, won it all last year, and they're also ranked second in the country for this year. So there's a team to watch. Basketball? Women's basketball. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Okay. Um, same coach that's been out there. Right? Same we coach. Same, same Kirsten coach. Moore. Yeah, Kirsten. Awesome. Yeah, no, women's basketball. I actually had tickets. We, should, we need to do that. We need to go back. So you have to wear masks inside the building, right? Yes. For the, for the women's basketball. Yeah, everybody has to wear masks. Okay, good. I just wanted to just a little clarification. Yes. All right, good. You want to let's go around the room. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, being grateful and thankful, Dominique, do you have anything? Uh, just real fast for the new year. I really, really appreciate everyone who works on having resolutions and intentions because I feel like that uplifts families, it uplifts yourself, it uplifts communities. When we look at start the new year with a resolve. I think it's a great way to start the year. Nice. Ed, do you want to have any thanks out there? Yeah, I've got a, a little gratitude to send out to Santa Barbara Wildlife Care Network. I uh, rescued a pigeon with a, a broken wing. <laughs> and so I, I took him out there and, and they're assuring me that they can 
get him healed up and possibly get him to fly again. Had a little battle, I hear, in your driveway, huh? A red-winged hawk had a hold of him in my front yard with his beak, not with his talons. And that beak just tore his wing up terribly bad. And we, so my gardener came and got me and told me what was going on. We walked around there and followed the trail of blood over to this pigeon who was hovering over by my front door. So we rescued him. And, and uh, after a couple of days, he started eating again. And so he's, he's doing well. Um, oh, do we have a name? Do we name? No, <laughs> no. no ter Terry asked me, what did you name your pigeon? I said, no, he doesn't. Katie know. the pigeon. <laughs> so our team should but, know if you find a wounded bird, there is a very strong community of people in Santa Barbara yeah. that help out with wild birds and caring for them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There are other places. There's a, there's a bird and cat clinic on De La Vina. I, I took a, a uh it was a uh, morning dove i took up there a couple of years ago well you like birds huh there ed well <laughs> i seem to be, have a, a magnetic attraction they come and crash into my windows and oh. it hurt constantly yeah um i could go on and on i have several interesting bird, stories bird. about you gotta write a book banded pigeons yeah hey, don do you have anything you want to add yeah, um, piggybacking on Ed's, you know, the 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 uh, raptors get uh, injured too sometimes. So here in Ohio, we have a place called Raptor Rescue, and they they try and they they rehab some of the hawks, owls, etc. And they some of them get re released into the wild. But on the gratitude front, I wasn't here last week, so I wanted to uh, dip back into the holidays. Uh, my youngest daughter sent me a card, Daddy-O, we wanted to take a peek into your past, so the kids pitched in and got you an ancestry DNA kit. So I don't know my father's side of my family. So, so the kid is coming in the mail and uh, my four kids pitched in to get me that. So, so I wasn't expecting it and gratitude to all of them. Awesome. That's, that's really cool. That yeah. is really fun. You'll love it. It's really good. Mona, what do you got to say? I just want to give a shout out to everybody in our community who's so resilient and working hard for, uh, to care for others. Um, also during the holidays, I was grateful for my daughters. Instead of exchanging gifts, we uh, we make contributions in honor of one another to local nonprofits that we care about. Um, and I'm grateful for their compassion and empathy and uh, care for their communities. That's fantastic, Mona. Yeah, we've we've really gone down a road in this community. And I'll, I'll never forget. It was so heart. It was so heartwarming when we had such a. Uh, you know, uh, Thanksgiving, couldn't find birds, couldn't find turkeys, chickens, anything. And then uh, best post I've ever seen all year was Anthony Rodriguez at the community center. More turkeys than they know what to do with. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so what he, That's what he did on Thanksgiving. So this is this is the kind of community that we live in. And it's just filled uh, with people that step up when it needs to. Dr. Amy, we're going to take a little break, but I have to hear from you. OK, after the break. Oh, great. <laughs> nice. Let's do this. Let's take check out some new commercials. This is Erica Saul, the Queen of Teen. We will be back with more after these messages.
We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. We've got Dr. Amy Salzman wants to step up for 2022 and give us some mindfulness. What do you What are you thankful for? What's What's the 2022 thoughts for the year moving forward? Well, I don't know that I'm going to cover the whole year, but I'll take care of today and this week. So um, I am grateful for my sister's kids who uh, read my text called How to Spot a Spider, Protecting Yourself and Others from Abuse, and gave such phenomenal, such insightful feedback and really, really improved the piece. So on that note, I am actually looking for eight to 13 year olds to do some Zoom readings to get similar type of feedback. So if you have an eight to 13 year old who would like to learn how to protect themselves and others from abuse, please email me at D-R-A-M-Y at stillquietplace.com and I'll find a time or we'll create a group and it'd be super helpful for me and helpful for them and hopefully helpful for others. Nice. That's a beautiful gift. Thank you so much, Dr. Amy. Awesome. Great. Doc, we have Raya Carpenter in the house. Hey, Raya. Hi, good to be back with you guys. Yay. Every month I look forward to your and I don't know I don't know what you what your topic's gonna be, but everything every time you put it out there, it's it's really great for the our kids, especially um juniors, I think that's the that's that's the year. I think of all yeah. the years. It's especially with everything you have to navigate with all the rule changes, it's kind of like it's hard enough to do everything you gotta do and then they throw you at curbs, you know, they, yeah. it's just, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's a uh, first we'll do, if you want, you throw your gratitude, if you have anything yeah. you want to add, and then you can go right into your segment. Okay, perfect. Um, gratitude is, uh, we actually just got back from uh, the snowy regions of California and the folks who keep the roads safe and clear. Um, it was quite a treacherous drive as I'm sure you all have seen on the news and, and whatnot. So we went through the snow and we went through the rain and the folks who are on the side of the road, um, making sure that we <laughs> get to our homes uh, safely, uh, I'm, I'm really grateful for. And it's funny because uh, the, I, I'm, I'm fortuitous, I guess, the topic uh, that I wanted to, go over with you guys today is definitely about looking forward and letting go of the past. So you want me to go ahead and dive into that? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Perfect. Oh, that's so, going to, that's going to segue right into my part. Oh yeah. And then I'm sure hey. this is going to be right there too. Let's go. Yeah. All right. So um, what I thought we could talk about today is for seniors in particular, um, it is the time of year that they are getting welcome admission news, right? So lots of celebrations out there, and but they're also getting some painful deferrals and denials. So I thought we could talk about how to handle a deferral, a wait list, or denial of admission. Um, so, and this isn't just applicable though to seniors, ninth, tenth, and eleventh graders. This is. Um, 
going to be important information for you and how to deal with holistic admissions and specifically this concept of demonstrated interest. So I'm going to come back to demonstrated interest later. I want to first focus on the seniors. If you have been given this dreaded admission denial, um, you're probably you're experiencing shock, anger, dismay, um, and that's normal and that's acceptable. And so you need to honor those feelings and express them, you know, to somebody you trust, get it out or journal about it or go for a hike, shout at the top of your lungs, get that energy out, then pull yourself together and let's start looking at what's next because there's plenty of what's next. Um, so I, I always advise my students to create a balanced list of, of colleges that they're going to apply to. So, you know, you have your two reach schools or your dream schools for admission, the five target schools for admission, and then two schools where you're highly likely to get admitted. So if you have a balanced college list, you've submitted quality and complete applications by the deadline, it, you should be fine. And so basically, you're just going to need to wait for more admission decisions to come in and you'll, you should have some good options. Do you but if you're try to counsel kids when they get the denial of the one college they really wanted. What's your favorite thing to say to them? Um, so I have, there's a, so the, my favorite thing, the one favorite thing, oh my gosh, you've stumped me. Yeah, um, Dr. Amy has a I have one and I said it to my son. So my son applied early decision somewhere and it was the day before. And I said, you know, if you get in, that means something. But if you don't get in, it doesn't mean anything. Now, being a college senior at the time, he was like rolled his eyes at me and was like, well, that's not true. I think he said something a little more crass, <laughs> to be honest. And but I think now he first of all, he did get in. But second of all, I think pe people need to understand there are so many qualified candidates that if you don't get in, it doesn't mean you weren't qualified. It just means there were a lot of other qualified people and you will end up where you're supposed to be. That's nice. Yeah. And I mean, parental support, too, is, is so, so key in this process. And just knowing that you have that, I think, gives such a a huge relief and the and so having a moment to breathe thank you dr amy for that i do uh one of my favorite things to say to the students is uh where you go to college does not define you it's your character it's how you treat people that's that's what defines you and that's what helps you you know flourish in life and so um it you know let's kind of reorient ourselves and if you're uncertain if your college list is 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 it balanced? Is my was my uh, application done well? And you're not sure? It's not too late to ask. Seniors can go to their counselors and they can say, "Hey, uh, can you tell me is my is my college list balanced enough? Do I need to add more colleges?" It's not too late. Um, so really, kind of looking forward, you, it's not too late to adjust the the quality of your essays and things like that. Um, and but if you do, if you're convinced that there was a mistake in your and they denied you because they didn't have a really important piece of information and it wasn't your fault and 
Um, there, most colleges do have an appeal process. Um, I don't typically encourage people to appeal because it is very, very rare that they would be approved. Um, but if you feel adamant that you want to move forward with that, just make sure you read the instructions um, on you know what they will accept and what they what they won't. Um, if you have been deferred, so not denied, but you've been deferred. That means that you were not admitted in the early application round, um, but they haven't denied you outright. And so basically the college may ultimately admit you, um, but they just need some more information. And so they might be looking for, okay, what does your first semester GPA, it, you know, how's that going to shape up? Are you holding your senior year grades? They do matter. Uh, or do you have an SAT or an ACT score that you are going to be submitting that's you know higher than in the past? Um, but more common than not, they're looking to compare you to applicants in the regular application pool. So basically, early applications they're typically due around November fifteen. Regular decision applications are typically due around January. So if they're deferring an admission decision on those early applicants, they just want to see, okay, those who apply by that January deadline, how do you compare against them? Um, and then, but, but the kind of the main thing that I want to bring up today is they might be looking also for something called continued demonstrated interest. Okay. So we're going to, do you want me to get, dive into that? Should we take a break? What do you, how, how do you want to proceed? Uh, let's take, uh, we have a minute. Can you do it in a minute? Uh, yeah, let me, so, so basically, um, if you have been given a deferral from a dream college, um, here's how you can increase your chances of admission. Follow the instructions that the college gives you in terms of, you know, will they let you write a letter of continued interest? Will they upload, let you upload new and relevant information? Um, and or can you email your regional admission counselor to say, hey, thank you for you know continuing to consider me for admission. Here's the latest and greatest uh, things that I'm up to. Ask your school counselor for advice on how to handle all of this and to get you know proofreading and things like that. Um, so those are forms of demonstrated interest. Um, and if uh, if maybe after the break, can I dive in a little bit into why demonstrated interest matters? Sure, let's do that. Okay. Yeah, excellent. All right. I know Dr. Amy wants to add on to that as well. Let's take another little break. You are have landed on Team Sports Radio. We'll be back with more after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salda, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome to Teen Sports Radio. If you're just joining us, I'm Raya Carpenter, owner of Balanced College Planning. And we left off talking a little bit about if a student is deferred for admission, how do they handle that? And how do they uh, demonstrate continued interest in their college? Dr. Amy, you had a question on, on that topic or a comment? I had a comment on your comment from before, and then you can talk about deferrals. The other thing that I like to say to 
athletes and student athletes that I'm working with as they're exploring their college options is, you know, wherever you go, you, this gets back to Raya's comment on character. It's not just your character, but it's what you choose to make of your experience. So wherever you go, you make the most of it and, um, you know, seek out classes that are interesting and make time with professors that you enjoy and uh, you can get a great education anywhere if you put in the effort. All yours, Raya. Yeah, no, uh, uh, agreed. And just kind of closing out that that feedback, there's a great book out there called Where You Go Is Not Who You'll Be, I think is the title of that. And um, tons of data to back up um, that, you know, just that that sentiment. Um, all right. So quickly, I'm just going to go into a little bit more about what demonstrated interest is in the college admission process and how you as students can kind of take advantage of uh, this information. So background on this. College folks have immense pressure to admit students who will meet their in institutional and their financial needs. But they also have this um, uh, significant pressure to admit the perfect number of applicants. So, for example, if I have 200 seats available, I may know based on recent admission cycles at my college that I need to admit 300 students because of the 300, only 200 are likely to say yes to me. Right. So if so, if I only admit 200 and 150 say yes to me, I've got a real problem, right? This is gonna be under enrollment, a hit to my budget. But if I admit 400 students and 300 say yes to me, now I have a, another problem because I don't have enough beds for those 300 students. So it's, a, it's, it's this real dance that the admissions folks have to um, follow. And so this concept is called yield. Of those that I admit, how many say yes to me? And some colleges are very protective of their yield because they want to keep their admit rate low, um, and but they want to make sure that they get enough students who actually say yes to them. And so they use a lower admit rate as a marketing strategy because it gives the illusion that a college is better if it has a smaller admit rate, which is a complete fallacy. And I'm going to go over that in a future episode. But the key here is knowing that demonstrated interest is a tool that the college is going to use in order to protect their yield. So basically, it's their way of making their best guess as to who is going to say yes to them after uh, an offer of admission. Not all colleges care about this. Stanford does not care about demonstrated interest because they're relatively certain that if they say yes to you, you're going to say yes to them. Public schools, typically don't utilize demonstrated interest, but some do. So how do you figure out who uses this and who doesn't? You can ask your school counselor. You can look on the college's webpage. You can ask your local admission representative. Um, and then there's this other tool that's out there called the Common Data Set. Every college has it. So you can do an internet search, Common Data Set, Penn State University, and it's going to have uh, tons of details in there. And one of the details will be whether or not they consider demonstrated interest. All right. Moral of the story, and I'll wrap up here, is be aware of whether or not a, a college utilizes demonstrated interest. And, and if they do, here's how you can take advantage of that. Do an official tour by registering on the website. This can be in-person or virtual, and you'll typically get credit for this. 
in the admissions review process when after you apply. Uh, if the college visits your high school, be sure to attend their admissions presentation because, again, you'll typically get credit for this. If the college sends you an email, open it, read it, click on the links provided in order to learn more about the college, which will be, of course, educational for you. But you might get credit for this activity because some colleges are actually tracking all of your moves in the email that they send you, which is kind of creepy, big brotherish behavior, but it is happening. And then the last tip is get to know your regional admissions counselor, but don't be a pest. So uh, introduce yourself when they're on campus, follow up with a thank you for coming to our school. You can email, you know, occasionally with a question or two, um, but but not too much. Um, so, you know, I we've talked a lot about how the college admissions process, there's so many unknowns. And it feels like you don't have a sense of control in this process. But I'm hoping that with the information about demonstrated interest um, and some of these tips, you might feel a little bit more in the driver's seat. So that was my goal for you. Thank you so much. Mona, I have a question. More of a comment. Um, This is a very intense process. And I'm glad you talk about how um, where you go to school doesn't define you. But sometimes it just doesn't work out where you go. And that's okay. And oftentimes it is easier to get into a school as a transfer student. Um, And so keep in touch with the admission counselor you did originally worked with. Um, And don't be afraid to make a change if you feel you need to. Um, There are a lot of students that do transfer. yeah, or take I, a break. I, it's okay. I agree. And um, Westmont is known for being very, very welcoming of transfer students. Um, they've been very kind and gracious, even with scholarship money um, yes. to my students. So. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of the things I got to say for both of my boys, uh, both got into school with uh, college uh, scholarships for sports. Um, Santa Barbara is just, I don't know how to say that because I was born and raised back east, so it's completely different. You know, we had a thing called weather, okay? And I would say that 50% of the kids in JoJo's class that went away, it just, they, they needed to come home. And a lot of times, you know, when you do micromanage your kids and, you know, so we're in Santa Barbara, come on now. And if it's best way to go the whole private school thing, sometimes maturation isn't there. It doesn't line up. So it's okay, you know, it's okay to go. You can't tell you how many kids that I know, you know, wanted to get as far away from Santa Barbara as possible. They did it a year, they ran right back home, okay? Did the year at City, so did up the total two years, and then they were ready to go to UCLA or, you know, UCSD, wherever. So yeah, that was, I found how the farming of all of my friends, and it was always be patient, it's okay. This is the road. I said, I mean, oh, my God, I always told my kids too. Harbor, Long Beach State, Westmont doesn't say on my degree at Westmont, Harbor, Long Beach State on the back of it. So those that's the road that I had to take just because I was bounced around. That's I didn't have choices. So but at the end of the day, I graduated with a, you know, something that I'm very, very, very proud of. So. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's take a little break. Thank you. Thank you, Raya. Don't go, Raya, stick around. We got Huga. And you got we, it. If only I know it after these messages. Well, now together we will stand every boy, girl, woman, and a man. Oh, yeah. 
It's the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. We are back. I'm Ed Langlow with another edition of If Only I Had Known. If Only I Had Known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely, as well as those listening into the show. Today's segment is based on a saying. Always be more interested in what you're about to do than what you've already done. Only I'd known when I was young how most things that I was about to do would influence my life. If you're like most people, you have a few regrets, things that you wish would have turned out differently. Maybe you dwell on some of those things a little too often. I know I do, which is why I almost use that saying as a mantra when I'm having trouble falling asleep. I'm thinking about a regret from the past. I tell myself I'm more interested in what I'm about to do than what I've already done then I think is something interesting that I'm going to do and supplant that regret from my past that I'm thinking about. So I've thought several times about using this for one of my segments, but I always come back to the same conclusion that when you're in high school, you don't have a lot of past to dwell on. Then it hit me. When you're in high school, most of your past is still in your future. See, what I was putting the emphasis on was what I've already done, part of the mantra. As a teen, you need to put the emphasis on what you're about to do, because what you're about to do is pretty much uh, the rest of your life. One way to put this in perspective for you is you're going to be older a lot longer than you're going to be young. When I was a teenager, anybody over 25 was pretty much old. If you live past 75, which you most likely will, you'll live to be 25 years old more than three times. So being interested in what you're about to do takes on a whole new relevance, like more about the rest of your life. When I was small and I was upset about something, my mom used to say, don't cry over spilt milk. You can't change it, so don't cry about it. But when you're seven years old, The milk just got spilled this morning or yesterday. It sure didn't happen eight years ago. I really wish she would have explained that a little better. Like, don't let the feelings about something that's in your past ruin your present. Learn what you can from them and let them go. And don't let the lack of interest in what you're about to do ruin your future. Promise you this. If you take interest in what you're about to do and make wise decisions, great things will find you. I'm Ed Langlow, and I'll see you next time on If Only I'd Known. Oh, that's awesome. Nice awesome, awesome. Done, Ed. <laughs> Thank you. Super. Well, my, my Huga thought is right in alignment with that. So Huga what? to me has to do with generating comfort, right? And we do a lot to make our lives uh, more family-oriented, friends-oriented, warm, nourishing, uh, inviting in well-being. Well, for 2022, looking forward, what we also need to look at is stepping out of our comfort zone. And this is like taking your huga on an adventure, <laughs> taking your sense of huga. So um, the first thought on stepping out of your comfort zone is take nothing for granted. And this is super important because 
when you're looking forward and, and putting your mind and your vision into what you want to happen, when you take nothing for granted, you can catch those little details like your college application, staying interested and, and demonstrating your interest. That's taking nothing for granted. So uh, this is a very important concept. And it does take you out of your comfort zone because you have to continue to take action to manifest the things that you want to happen in your life. You want to continue to put energy into it to help it manifest for you. The second idea is switch up your routine. So um, if you're headed back to school, take different routes when you go to school. You'll see something different. Or if you're walking or riding your bike, you'll meet somebody new. So take a different route. Um, if you have options on where you're having lunch, have lunch at different places. And it's all about shaking things up just a little bit, which gives you opportunities to meet new people and explore new ideas. Another idea is if you're having, if you're looking forward into 2022, especially for our teens, and you have a sensation of something that you dread or something that you're afraid of, what's really wonderful is step out of your comfort zone and walk towards it. So what does it mean to walk towards what you fear? What it means is um, I like to think of uh, when I get a sensation of fear, it tells me I need more information. Mm -hmm. So um, teens, when you're looking forward into your next year, whether you're considering the colleges that you want to attend, whether you're considering classes you want to take, if you have a little sensation of afraid of something, just prompt yourself, hey, I need more information and step forward into it by getting yourself more information, ask more questions. Uh, another idea is give up control. So this goes right along with what Ed was talking about and, and Raya's talking about a little bit too. That is um, when you're looking forward to the future, don't try to make it all happen just so. Let it happen. In other words, slide into it, have an idea of what you want, and then see what happens. Because many times life creates magical moments that you never thought were possible, you never even dreamed of. And it's by letting go just a little bit and letting things blossom and manifest, it could be something more magical than you ever had anticipated. <laughs> so let it, let it be, let it go. Have that as, as, as part of your mantra too. Um, and then sometimes when we are working on something that's uncomfortable, we want to encourage ourselves, whether you're taking up a language, you're studying language, or maybe you're working on calculus, trigonometry, whether you're working in biology, maybe you're a senior and you're taking a class at SBCC for additional credits. Stepping out of your comfort zone and working on becoming more comfortable in the difficult thing that you've taken on. Mm. That is a beautiful thing. And all these things are adding to your life experiences. And for our teens, when you step out of your comfort zone, one of the things you will definitely net is more topics to write about when you do your college essays. So when Richard needs a ride at three o'clock in the morning, you want me to do it? Yay, stepping out of your comfort zone. <laughs> That's what I thought, yeah. So I guess you could take a pass. You just say, no, Erica would like to step out of her comfort zone and she'll take you. 
to uh, Santa Barbara Airbus at 3 a.m. Okay, so I got it. Maybe we could take, a, <laughs> I love it, a little break and um, more people can add ideas about stepping out of your comfort zone to step into 2022. Definitely. All right, thank you. All right, then Don, we've got you right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Eric Assault of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Dominique Hackett, and we've been talking about a little bit of hygge comfort and taking your hygge on an adventure and stepping out of your comfort zone into 2022. And Don Sanders, you had some thoughts to add. Yeah, and it's uh, just adding to the wonderful things that uh, Ed and, and uh, yourself and Raya said, uh, <clears throat> winter always turns to spring. It never goes back the other way. We have to embrace the winter's chill, obstacles, hardships, anxiety, doubts in order for a full flowering and fruiting, you know, in, in the spring. Cherry trees blooming, for example, apples crisp and sweet, maple sugar to make syrup without without. You know, in backpacking, when you're hiking, you generate a lot of heat. But when you stop, we, you talk about dressing to preserve your, your core warmth, which I think relates to huga. You know, you want to have an inner comfort and know that my face, my hands, my feet might be a little cold, but I'm going to be okay. And so you want to you be, be able to have the kind of hardiness and resilience in life, no matter what happens, that you remind yourself. Winter always turns to spring. One time I was in a community theater play and they asked for us to write down one of our favorite expressions. That's what I wrote. And uh, so I just wanted to say real quick, 2022 is a great year to receive therapeutic touch for your body, mind, and spirit. For 33 years now, see Don's Massage and Ojai.com for details. And I'm Don Sanders, Certified Massage Therapist. Thank you so much, all of you and Teen Sports Radio. And Don, you're wonderful. That's all I have to say. Okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> scheduling in self-care in your, your schedule when you're planning for 2022 is really important. Definitely. Yep. And all and, of you and this all of you in this community are wonderful too. Thank you. Yeah. And, and your mental care, you know, allowing yourself to, you know, toss things about, go out of your comfort. A lot of people, I love it when I say, oh, it's you know, every other week. I would say what once a month at least you know i go to therapy and i just think it's just i don't look at it like oh i can't hold it together no i just it helps me pattern you know my life patterns going i feel definitely going through another transition right now in my life especially hitting 60 and then moving forward there's a lot of things you get to clean out the closet so you need somebody professional like a dr amy to help you do things like that dr amy so we can um clean out our mental closets as well 
And I think the kindest, gentlest way to do that is to simply sit, breathe, rest in stillness and quietness, and just watch our thoughts and feelings go by uh, and choosing which ones we want to believe, which ones we want to take seriously, which ones we want to act on. So if that's something you'd like help with, you can reach out to me at stillquietplace.com and Erica or Dominique. I think someone wants to close. That's nice. Well, I just got to say it's it's an all new year and you get to break ground if you want to. And if it's not time yet, maybe it'll be next month or the next month after, but just be open to be able to do that. We have a lot of people here on the panel that want to help you. Okay. We love Santa Barbara. We love our kids. Uh, next week, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. All right. For living here, really. All right. See you next week. Oh, wow. Nothing's going on.